0: My name is Nick Wagner, Senior, and I am the founder of the Full Potential Movement. Welcome, everyone that, that's that's uh, that's tuning in, and I also want to welcome everyone that's going to be listening to this uh, on YouTube or on my Full Potential podcast on all major pot, pot, podcast platforms. My name is Nick Wagner, Senior, and this is the Full Potential Live Show, and I am thrilled to be here tonight with you. For this is episode number four that we're doing live, so I'm getting a little bit better at it every single episode. Karen. And tonight, I'm thrilled to welcome Karen Adamsbaum to the show. So, Karen, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, Nick.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, I met, and it's funny, people always ask me, Karen, like, where do I find my guests? And we met through LinkedIn, and we just connected through LinkedIn and started, uh, you know, chatting with each other. And I know you have uh, you have your own podcast, which we'll get to, and we started talking about your career story, and I asked you if you'd be willing to be on the show because, I really thought your career story would resonate with a lot of people because uh, you've had one career and then pivoted to another career, which I think a lot of people wish they could do, but I don't think many do. So we'll we'll jump into that. Uh, but I really appreciate you making time uh, on a, on a Sunday night instead of watching football, you're yeah. here with me um, doing an interview. So I, I appreciate that. Oh, so thanks. why don't we? I mean, I guess what what I what I like to do is why don't you first introduce yourself to everyone? You know. Who is who, Karen? Uh, a little bit about yourself, and then we'll dive into your career story and how you got to where you are today.
1: Sure. So... Thanks for having me, Nick, again. Uh, Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Karen Adamsbaum, and I am an insurance broker uh, located in Somerset, New Jersey. Um, I've been in the industry for 17 years now. And the way I got started was just kind of fell into it in 2003. Uh, What happened was, in 2003, I had to uh, start working in in a in an insurance agency, just handling their website. And while I was there, the gentleman, the owner asked me, can you do this, can you do that? And before you know it, I was just uh, kind of taking care of the books and doing a lot of insurance paperwork. So I said, you know what, let me go and get my license. And that was uh, 2003, so almost 17 years ago.
0: So you, Karen, you mentioned you were there doing the website for them. So- yes. When we when we first met uh, and we, we were discussing your career you actually started out in the it field
1: you are correct and so, what happened was there how, is that yeah, how did that, that happen in, high school, in the high school i was i was an athlete and i played soccer basketball and softball i was part of the first string And that was super, super important for me. And when it came to graduate high school, my brother sat me down and he said, you need to pick something. Women are not gonna go anywhere in sports. And that is 1985 is when I graduated high school. So I was like, all right, let me see what my best highest grade was. And it was in computers. So I went to a county school because my grades were not good and I didn't get into college uh, anywhere except for the local community school. So I went there and I started taking computer classes. And I said, you know what, this is this, I like this. This is good. And uh, from there, I got my two-year degree. And then I went to an IT school called Chubb Institute. And I graduated there. And I started working at uh, AT AT&T and doing their programming. And in 1996, now mind you, I graduated in 85. So from 85 until 96, now I'm getting educated and what have you. In 1996, what I did was I started to open up, um, decided to open up my own consulting firm. And what I would do is go to corporations and say, hey, listen, I'm a consultant. Pay me hourly and you don't have to worry about the benefits or anything. And I basically became an IT consultant. So I did that from 1996 to 2001. But uh, the Y2K is what really sucked me into it. And um, I was busy during that time. And once Y2K happened, that's when I started to do the websites because all the coding was done for Y2K. So I started to do the website and then the website turned into insurance.
0: So how, how was it going to school for computers? um in the 80s as a female i'm i'm going to guess you were one of only a handful of women in the program at the time
1: absolutely i was uh, i believe there was only 3 women in my class and you know it it is what it is you just take it and you move along and and that's that and you just got to fend for yourself you know um did, did you have cuz it it really didn't bother me because i um kind of got along with the guys you know was like one of them and and what have you so you know i embraced it and i just yeah moved along
0: did you have uh, an uh, someone in your family that inspired you to be in in computers or or with computers while you were growing up did you have a a family member or a friend that that was in the industry uh that maybe inspired you or because you said computers was one of your best classes in high school
1: yeah, no, you know what? It didn't. Math was always my strong point, um, for sure. So math, computers, all kind of related. And I just happened to get my highest grade in a computer class. So I said, oh, I must be good at that. And I just took it from there.
0: And and so you have your brother to thank for this, you said.
1: Uh, yeah, he's the one who kind of sat me down. Um, my parents were, you know, not on the... Uh, you know, the up and up and what have you. So my brother was like my, my father figure, if you will, he's the one who steered me and sat me down and said, you need to pick something, you know, women are not going to go in sports. So I was like, all right. So, yeah.
0: I always find it interesting where people, where, where people get the inspiration to end up in the career path that they're in. You know, in your case, it was, you know, your brother, you know, looking out for you and saying, Karen, you need, right. to, you need to do this. you actually listening to them which is you know not always the case with siblings where you you listen to your siblings so i guess that was a good thing right so
1: right yeah uh, yeah
0: absolutely so how was and and some of my audience probably doesn't remember y2k because they were probably very little for that but how was the experience going up to the year 2000 being an it consultant like can you share How chaotic was that? Because we really didn't know what was going to happen, which was the scary Mm -hmm. part, right? I mean, I think people, we really didn't know where the light's going to stay on, what what system's going to crash. And explain if you could explain to people why Y2K was such an issue.
1: Sure. So Y2K is a big deal because when you think of a computer system, it has times on it. And the time is constantly going. I mean, you look down on your lower usually right side of your screen and you will always see the time that's just how computers are so when the programs are running they're behind the scenes you need to code it in such a way to look at the time and because 1999 is going to turn over to 2000 Nobody knew what that transition was going to, if it was going to work, because they never had that before. So people thought that the computers were going to crash, the building was going to blow up, but the worst of the worst. And it was just so escalated that all these companies were just hiring as many people as they can to make sure there would be no problems. So... For me, I was able to pretty much name my price because it was just uh, the demand was there to make sure everything was going to be okay.
0: And you were and you were going into companies and actually going into their systems and basically fixing it, testing it, and making sure everything would be would work well once once the year 2000 came. Yeah, you are correct. Yep. And how yep. how was it being a small business owner? Because I think you said originally you were working um, you, you were working at AT AT&T and you had other jobs where you were working for people and then you ended up working for yourself. How, how was that?
1: It was okay. You know what? I had, um, a group because the industry was in such a, a demand. There were a lot of consultants doing the same thing as me out there. So I was able to lean on them and say, okay, how did you do this? What do I need to do? And the first thing was, is I had to create a, uh, an S corp, um, a corporation, and then you hire yourself an accountant because now every quarter you have to report your 941s and your WR30s. So once I had my accountant in in line to help me, it was pretty much um, very easy from there. But you need, you know, here I am in my late 20s and uh, you just needed an accountant.
0: Yeah, just to get, to make sure, make sure you satisfy all the IRS requirements. I think that's important. (laughs) So, so the Y2K ends. Now we're into the, you know, end of the 90s, early 2000s is like the beginning of the, not the beginning of the internet, but really when it started to take off, especially websites. So, mm-hmm. you, 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 you taught yourself how to develop websites. Is that basically what happened next?
1: What I did was, is after Y2K happened and things were, the dust was starting to settle, I found some time to go to school at night to learn how to code websites. So, I went to the local community school learned it. And then I just knew some business owners. So I would just ask them, listen, um, I'm going to school Learn how to do a website. Do you mind if I practice on yours? And at the end, uh, you get a free website and I get the knowledge. And a few business owners said yes. So I was kind of teaching myself while going to school. And then some business owners were basically getting a free website out of it
0: that's a good way yeah, that's a good way to, to do it you 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 mentioned community college twice now so mm-hmm. you know with with and this is like obviously a hot topic in in you know today which is the cost of education going to a community college saves you quite a bit of money over going to a private private school or even a full four year state school so it seems like you going to a community college really served you pretty well
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I really didn't have a lot of choices. Uh, I, I applied to schools. I just didn't get in. Um, so I really had no choice. Uh, so it, yeah, it it worked out very well. And to the point where I took advantage of it, um, because I was going to school, I, I was taking 18 credits a semester. What I did was, as I went to the, um, I guess the admin office, if you will, and I said, I want to be a tutor. And uh, what I was doing was tutoring the subjects that were that I was teaching. And believe it or not, it, w- it was calculus. I was tutoring calculus because I loved it so much. So I kind of took advantage of okay, I'm going to school, now I'm making money while I'm here. Yeah. And, and yeah, so it, it worked out very well.
0: Yeah, no, I, I just think it's it's one of those things I think you make you make you make the situation work, right? I mean you 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 didn't get in these other schools, you, you went to the community college. You got it you got a good education and you applied it and and you know it worked out so I think I think it kind of shows that no matter where you go if you put your mind to it and, and study and, and work yeah. hard and and you know work with the professors and meet the right people that you can be successful. So I think that's just a good story. So let's yeah. so so you you the company you ended up doing the website for it was the insurance brokerage. So you're doing their website with you were working where you you were basically doing it. you were, it was a consultant gig doing their website And then they just started giving you more and more and more things to do that weren't IT related. And yes. And you just said, you know, why not? I'll I'll jump into insurance. Like, how did how did that happen? Were you tired of IT at that point? Were you looking for a switch? Why why make the Because, like I said earlier, a lot of people don't change careers. Like a lot of people want to change careers, but don't. So what made you decide to leave IT and go to insurance? Um, And it seems like it was a pretty natural transition for you.
1: It was, and and the big reason was is because the coding that I did for the IT when I was a consultant was considered mainframe coding. And mainframe coding is very specific, and we knew that when Y2K hit, mainframe coding might die down. And what people were doing were they were going to school to learn the PC-related coding, such as Java Visual Basic. So there were two groups of people out there working, some in the mainframe and some in the PC coding side. Because I was so entrenched with my projects with the Y2K mainframe coding, once it was done, I was already behind the eight ball on the PC coding. So the only vehicle that I had was websites, And I knew that that was not gonna be a long, journey so i said okay i'm here they like me they're giving me more work so let me take advantage of it and just go from there so that's kind of how and i was already in an opportune position just to stay there
0: so in in this the 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 company you were working at did you have to I'm assuming that right away, you didn't have to go get any insurance license or anything like that. But did you eventually get an insurance license and then um, get the proper, you know, the proper training you needed to actually sell insurance? How did that how did that happen?
1: Yes. What I did was uh, there are certain functions that you once You have a license. There are certain functions that you can do. And when you don't have a license, there's also a cap of what you can do. So what they were doing was giving me all those responsibilities that you did not have to have a license for. And then once I got my license, I was able to do a little bit more. I'd never sold um, insurance when I was with that firm. I was more of the CFO accounting person. So, um, but having the license just was a a bonus.
0: So, and, and so it seems like, and it's just interesting to me because you know, I, I think insurance is one of those things that you either love it or you hate it. Right. And what I mean by that is there's, and I, I live in Connecticut. So we are, we, we have, we're like the insurance capital of the world here. We have so many insurance companies. So, you know, I work for a health services company. We have tons of property and casualty life, you name it. We have the insurance companies here in Connecticut. So I know a ton of people that are in the industry. And it's interesting because we have, I know people that have the, the you know worked in the industry their whole lives and done all different types of jobs and I know people that have worked in insurance brokerages like yourself um wh- what was the what was it that besides obviously the fact that they liked you and they were giving you opportunities what was it about the insurance world that that you liked was it the fact that it involved a lot of math and numbers that you were already good at what you know what was the what was the draw for you
1: the draw for me was that every day was different and Every situation that you worked on every day was different and you never went into the office doing the same thing. So that's what was intriguing for me. And that was the firm that I was with where I did the website stuff and I kind of grew into their CFO role. And I was only there for 10 years. Um, and then I was given an opportunity to move to another firm, which I'm at now. And I I am now a partner for that. I've been, I'm there 10 years as well. And with that firm, not only did I take over the operations, um, how to run the operations, but I also started to sell and uh, started getting involved in a lot of different community groups and what have you. And my book of business just grew and grew and grew to where I'm out now. So it's kind of neat that I went full circle. I learned a little bit about the insurance industry at my prior firm uh, the the background, the operations. And then I went, I went to my new firm. Now I have that background and now I'm adding the selling to it.
0: So the, the, the brokerage you're at now, the firm you're at now where you're a partner is, what what kind of insurance do you guys sell? Is it, is it all types? Is it, is it for businesses? Is it for individuals? Is it a mix?
1: It is actually a mix. We do okay. businesses and uh, our book is probably about 65% commercial. And then the other 35% is personal. And w- we also have a health unit and a, a life unit as well. So basically when a business owner comes to me and I'm already handling all of their insurance, they could say listen do you have can you help me with my health insurance and yes i can you know that's our, what our oh wait i'm buying a new shore house can you help me with that yep yes i can so that's why it's important for our firm to be very well-rounded to do all the things
0: no that makes sense that makes sense so let's let's talk about being an entrepreneur because you you were an it consultant which is being an entrepreneur you're now a partner in your own you know your own your own firm now which is being an entrepreneur did you have any idea growing up that you were going to own your own business or work for yourself and not work for a big company or like was this a dream of yours or did this just kind of happen?
1: it just happened i just learn on the way along the way i am um i'm an observer and what i do is i watch kind of what's happening in front of me and i learn from that and then i say hey here's an opening. Let me take that. And I just, I roll with it. And that's how, this is a great segue into how I got into my podcast and my videos, because um, I saw that the younger generation was utilizing um, the, the social media from a standpoint of being influencers. And what was happening, Nick, was that I was seeing like these little kids that were just advertising and they would talk about golf. Okay. Golf, golf, golf. And then they would gain, let's just say a hundred thousand followers. So then what happened was is, is Nike goes to them and says, Hey, I'm going to go after this kid and throw him some Nike stuff. And I mean, you know how influencers work. So I said, how can I use that to my advantage in the insurance world? Because everybody hates insurance. It's a necessary evil. We right. all hate it and nobody likes it. So I said, let me start putting out videos, just a little tidbit, to educate people. And I started that last October. It's called the Monday Momentum. And then just from there, it just kind of morphed. And I started doing the podcast. And now I have a new project where I announce somebody in my LinkedIn connections for 365 days. It's just, if you use social media correctly to educate everybody, it will work.
0: Yeah. So, and have you noticed, because I, I, we were talking about this earlier, you're a, you're a partner in your firm and you're doing more social media than any of your other partners. How is it, how is it helping the business? So do you think, do you think people are, are contacting you and do you think you're getting business because of what you're doing on, on, on social media?
1: Absolutely. You know what? It's not about the dollars that you get. It's about the recognition. And I, you know, I get noticed for. I'm going to tell you a very short, simple story, and it's crazy. But I was in a local town of mine. Um, it, I'm going to say it's about 35 minutes away. And I was at a stop sign. I was waiting to. I was outside. I was walking, and I had to cross the street. And I was at a red light. And what have you? Well, a guy pulled up and came to the curb, and he rolled down his window, and he said, "Hey, I know you. You're on LinkedIn. I see your videos. I mean, how crazy is that?" That's so funny. it's just a true story. True story. So all it is is getting noticed. That's it. That's it.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, and I think, I, I think what what I really like is, and I, I feel through throughout your your story tonight, you've you've shared how important education has been to you and your career and and your life. And now you're trying to give back and educate others on the insurance world, because I think, I think you're right about insurance. A lot of people don't understand it. So it intimidates them and they don't, and and, and it scares them because they don't get it right because it's so complicated in so so many times. So I think by, by putting out your, your, your videos and your podcast to help people understand what it is and maybe take the, uh, the mystery out of it, it probably helps people quite a bit.
1: Yep. Yes.
0: So you, you mentioned the social media, which is obviously, I love the 365 day uh, challenge that you're doing on LinkedIn right now, where you introduce a different one of your followers to your network every day, which is just, again, it's you giving back and introducing someone to, you know, a bunch of new people, try to help mm-hmm. make those connections, which is what I love so much about this platform is everyone's so willing to help. It seems like on LinkedIn, which is what I really like. Um, And people are very friendly and very, you know, um, everyone's looking out for each other. It seems like, you know, trying to help each other be better, which I think is really cool. So I I love that project and you'll have to, you'll have to let me know how, how it keeps going. But I want to pivot a little bit and talk about some of the philanthropic work you do, because I know you're on a board um, in New Jersey. So if you could share with the audience, you know, um, you know, those listening live and those who listen to the recording, how has philanthropy helped you, you and your, both your personal life and your business life with some of that work?
1: Sure. So, um, what happened was, is I, I have a client who is a, a heating, cooling, uh, HVAC guy and him and I are pretty tight and I'm always there for him right at fingertips. He texts me, he needs this, that, what have you so after working with him for a year he said listen i think that you would like this organization i'm going to introduce you so we went and basically it's called the metropolitan builders and contractors association and it's a nonprofit organization and um, it is a, a north jersey chapter and it consists of all builders um all uh avenues of building a house whether you need funding so the banks are there insurance the insurance guys are there the windows guys anderson everybody's a part of this group we have 300 members and they've asked me to be on the board and i like that because again now i'm educating in a in my my space instead i have my audience right there in front of me instead of chasing it so another avenue of, of giving back, especially contractors, no disrespect, but there's they need to be protected. So they need to know what's out there.
0: And and so being being on the board and being a part of this. So obviously it, 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 it's a nonprofit. You're not getting paid to do this, yeah. but but you're giving back to the community. And And, you know, my assumption is. You probably possibly get business out of it as well, so it's you giving back, but then you're also possibly getting getting a, a benefit for yourself as well.
1: Yes, yes, and friendships as well.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. So I want to I want to you you shared your career story, which I think is 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 I think for a lot of people is cool because again you 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 made that pivot from being an IT to being an in insurance and and kind of reinvented yourself multiple times throughout the way. I, I like to hear from 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 guests. You know, over your your career, what do you think your biggest accomplishment was, and what was your biggest failure um, to date that, that you want to share?
1: Sure. So, give me a second here. Um, hmm. My biggest accomplishment. <laughs> is um, getting my CIC in the insurance industry. Uh, That's a huge designation. And that was the moment um, when I got that, that is when I realized that wow uh this insurance industry is just so huge and there's so much to learn that is important to have these designations and to get a cic it's a hundred hours of classroom time wow. and a hundred essay questions exams essay not multiple choice a hundred so you intense. have to pass that to get a cic so and what, that's like accomplishment
0: and getting that CIC designation what did that enable you to do
1: what it is it when I have those letters next to my name people who understand that can say wow it's like going and getting your PhD got it and from you got a bachelor's and now you're getting your PhD and now you're putting PhD next to your name. That's the, that's the comparison with the CIC for the insurance
0: industry. Okay, cool. No, that, yep. that's great. I didn't realize it was, it was that intense. That's a lot of, a lot of studying and a lot of, uh, a lot of work. And then what about, yep. what about the you know biggest opportunity you had, you know, biggest failure that you learned from in your career?
1: Hmm. My biggest failure. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Can I think about that and come yeah, back? Yeah,
0: yeah, no. I, <laughs> I, I, I like to ask that one too because not not to dwell on the past with people usually, but you know, it's amazing to me what people learn from from things that go wrong, right? So, um, yeah. a lot of times, something something will not go the way they expected, and they'll learn something from it, which will help them move forward in the future so while you're thinking about that
1: um you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna answer that now okay go for it i can answer it so my biggest failure is not i was i was in a situation um and i i did not listen to myself the first and the second time um i've got to be more confident. Uh, it, it allowed me to learn to be more confident with my gut feelings. So that is um, that's a failure. I, I had that that happened, and I learned from it. So if that answers your question, yeah, no, that,
0: that's 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 important. I think that's uh, that self confidence. You know, not only does it does it help you, but I think people also notice when you're more self confident too. Um, they'll, they'll notice that you're you're believing in yourself. So that's a, that's a great example. So one other question, and then and I want to and then I always close with 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 my question about um, reaching your full potential. How have you used mentorship throughout your career? Because before you said you know with the IT consulting you had a community of of IT consultants that you worked together with to ask questions and things like that. When you went to the the first insurance firm where you were doing the website, clearly the owner thought highly of you and gave you a lot of opportunity so how has mentorship played into your career journey and enabled you to get to where you are today
1: i am a a very good listener and one of the reasons why i'm a very good listener is because i am actually partially deaf and i read lips um and i wear hearing aids so in order for me to take in um, all of, of, of a meeting or a conversation. I really have to listen. And when I listen, I absorb. And by I, I learn by listening. So my mentorship, everybody around me is always a mentor. Um, you're a mentor right now, okay? I've been, you guys, you and I have been on connecting with LinkedIn maybe for the last two or three months. And what you do you you're teaching me stuff um, other people on LinkedIn are teaching me stuff my the old, my partner is teaching me stuff every day every day I learn and that to me is mentorship there is not one person there's a lot of people so mentorship is is very important to me because that's how I got to where I am today is just listening and I, I had to because of my situation.
0: That's really interesting. No, that, that's uh, that's very well said. I, I, I didn't know that. So I appreciate you sharing that, that mm-hmm. personal information. So last question, and we always close with this. So obviously you've been successful throughout your career in two different, you know, two different worlds, IT and now insurance. And, you know, you're continuing to do even breaking in new things by using social media and having a podcast doing videos and things like this. What advice do you have for my audience? to share with them that's helped you reach your full potential? So what is something that you've done throughout your career that, that you would tell others, if you do this, I think it will help you be successful?
1: My advice is um, to to listen and also surround yourself with the people, good people, because you will learn from them. If you surround yourself with bad influencers, then you're just going to go down the road like them. When you see somebody and you're impressed, try to replicate that person and you will be successful as well. That is my, my advice.
0: Yeah, no. And, and I think, and I think we, I've, I've heard, I think I've heard some a quote similar to that before, you know, you, you're, you you, you are, I think the, the five people that you hang out with the most or something like that. And, you know, so I think I think uh, I think that's well said, because if you're with those people enough, they're going to rub off on you, whether it's good or bad. Right. So right. Um, hopefully you're with hanging out with some good people and learning some, from some good people. So. So, again, what we'll do is, uh, first of all, thank you so much for making time to share your career journey with everyone. We will share your LinkedIn profile and we will share your podcast in the description that we're going to have on YouTube and on, and on my podcast, this will go out to all the major podcast platforms. So people want to connect with you. They can either connect with you on LinkedIn or listen to your podcast as well. So thank you so much. And I really appreciate you. Uh, thank you today on the full potential live show. To learn more about our movement, visit our website, fullpotentialmovement.com or visit us on multiple social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.